Wine Monk, Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. So you heard part one of our fandom and wine. This went so long that we're doing a part two. Because neither of us can shut up. Exactly, this is a problem. No one... No one else, if they were here, I mean, hell, we can barely get a word wise, word in edgewise with each other. Usually I'll just shut up and let Cody talk for a little bit, and then I'll take over. And then I'll shut up and let Victoria talk. It seems to work best that way. So anyway, we got part two, we got a new wine, and now we begin and we're continuing with Douglas Adams. Adams, Adams is a white wine, a little bit silly sometimes. Oh god, we found it's a musical portion, I'm sorry. He's singing. Douglas Adams's Albarini, which is a Spanish white from Galicia, which I mentioned in reference to a different fandom, but different fandoms can be the same grape because they can be very similar in a lot of aspects. And also a lot of complexity to Albarini. I'm going to say more specifically, no, scratch that. Douglas Adams's Chocolina, which is a sparkly white wine coming from Basque country, and it's spelled like it would be a planet or an alien in the Douglas Adams Universe says T-X-O-K-A-L-I-N-A. The grape is Hundarabi Zurbi, which again sounds like something out of Douglas Adams. Top what? Downloads that are coming out of my phone. Oh. I was trying to find it. It's uh, Yancey something, but it's somebody who, who's starting to give uh, Butcher a run for his money. It's about an older gentleman who is a magical practitioner as well, who's not really welcome in the council. But it's interesting to see an older gentleman play the role of a magician, not a magician, play the role of somebody who practices magic. Oh, there's another fandom. Man. Uh, the Magicians! Oh, the series is going to be so good. I am really looking forward to that. Um, For those who haven't read it, Love Grossman, I think the best description I ever heard of it was Harry Potter says fuck. Yep. Um, it is a teenager who's getting ready to prepare for his exams for college for college and move on to hopefully an ivy league and he ends up accidentally getting an invitation for what is it Brickville? break bills break bills um school and he goes and he takes the exam and he approaches this university that is insane because it is all the magical arts and he meets wonderful people and discovers that the childhood series that he was obsessed with, not diff- that different from Narnia. It is definitely an XP of Narnia. Um, is in actuality a real place. And it is possible to get there, but it's probably not the best idea to be there. So, um, Sci-Fi Channel is un- the unfortunate respelling, um, is getting ready to do a series of it it should be I'm glad that they're getting back into sci-fi, though. Thank yeah. God. They have picked up so many incredible, incredible partners lately. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Geeks Who Drink. Love y'all. Um, especially to my, my folks and friends out there. I, I work there as a substitute quiz mistress from time to time. And what's also entertaining is that <laughs> you know, wine actually plays a lot, uh, many roles in the first book. One of the characters is a wino that makes me look you know, sober. Oh, and the magicians? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's um, always talking about pulling out these weird wines, like a uh, ice wine Riesling from the Finger Lakes or a Pinot Noir from Oregon or something. And one of the weirdest... That I character would probably be the most like me, by the way, BT Dubs. James, I think, 
what's his name? One of the weirdest passages is where they're all turning themselves into geese to move across the con the continent, and it's very odd, but it's awesome. It makes sense in context. It makes sense in context. Yeah. We probably shouldn't give much more in the way of spoilers. Oh no, you should. Definitely you really read. should all read the books. It's glorious. I I'm going to get a lot of flack and hate mail for this, but I liked the magicians and the magicians kingdom. Is that the second one? What was the second one? I haven't gotten to that one yet. It's I can't shelf. remember the title. I want to say either Magician's Kingdom is the third one that just came out, and I don't, which I haven't read yet. I'm looking forward to reading. Uh, but anyway, neither should I. The point is, um, James is the character most like me because of his penchant for lushitude, except his character is gay and I'm not. Shout out to any women that are listening to this who are single. He's yeah. single, guys. He's yeah, awesome. Fairs. And he lives on a cool mountain. Um. But anyway, it's just entertaining, you know, as a wine geek reading that and picking up, it's like, oh, I've tasted that. Oh, I've tasted that. Oh, I've tasted that. I've, you know. Um, um, I would say that... The Magician's fandom is... Uh, Riesling, and here is why. Riesling is intensely, intensely varied. Um, you can get different Rieslings, different styles, from many different places. Um, and Riesling is also mentioned a couple times in the books as uh, one of the wines that James, one of the main characters, drinks. Of course, the comment of Riesling just brings up another fandom aspect of Douglas Adams because not only do we have of course Hitchhiker we have the Dirk Gently series which is a whole other kettle of awesome fish um, very sad there was only two and a half books in that grouping um, before he passed away by the way his gravesite is awesome at Highgate Cemetery I believe it is east Highgate East there's a little cup that has a bunch of pens in it. People bring pens to it. So we finished the Queen of Swords, by the way. We're jumping on to the Lucky Prospector from 2013 from Golden Rule Vineyards. 80% Sangiovese, 20% Syrah. How could I not like it? Um, Rob Hamelman and Kenny Stewart kind of came up with this blend, according to the back of the label. This is a unique take on the Super Tuscan phenomenon, being Syrah versus a Bordeaux grape, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but going back to Dirk Gently, again, I think that's a Super Tuscan, speaking of. Um, but a Super Tuscan with weird quirks, so this might well be uh, the Dirk Gently fandom. Holistic Detective. Holistic Detective. No, we briefly had a moment where we were discussing Dune. Yes, we took a brief break um, to make popcorn. It's delicious. By the way, there's an Arizona dry rub on it and some butter. Shout out to Mark Barris from Flying Leap and Arizona Rub. Um, I bet you never thought of putting this on your popcorn, but one night while I was very, very tipsy after drinking and reviewing wine, I thought, this popcorn isn't spicy enough. I should mix some rub in with the butter that I'm going to melt with it. 
And it was the best idea ever. It is pretty fantastic, I'll give you that. But, so, if we're thinking about it, we do, and the spice must flow. You want... Um... And also, plans within... PLANS WITHIN PLANS! Um, you want a wine that's going to be super spicy, known for being super spicy. Oh my gosh, but what about a different wine for each of the houses? The ha Noble House of Trades. Oh god, here we go again, it's Evil the same Harris as... Harkonnen. Harkonnen is White Zinn, and that's that. No, that's not fair, I love the Harkonnens, you can't be mad at Sting. Sorry. If you've watched the, uh, David Lynch version. Yeah. Okay, fine. They're not White Zen, but they're Zinfandel. I don't know if I can get behind that. So I've had some good Zins. Rob Hamelman makes a good Zin with the uh, Z. Uh, from Cochise County Fruit. Not all Zinfandel is bad. Not something to take away from that. Not something that probably most of you never thought I would ever say. I personally am very surprised. Oh... Well, Dune as a whole, I think, would be Gigondas. Okay. Which is a Grenache-heavy blend from near Chateauneuf de Pop. Known for spiciness. It could also well be Chateauneuf de Pop. Chateauneuf de Pop would be an acceptable backup answer. But definitely Rhone Spice Grenache-heavy. Um... Or ultimately that one wine from Page Springs that we had earlier that was spice spelled backwards. Yep. It looked like Epics or something. A, a piece? So, just as a fun side note, I just got somebody sending me a message telling me that The Walking Dead is for season 7 is going to be filmed partly in Texas. So shout out to my homeboys in Texas. I have actually not seen The Walking Dead, so I can make no comments on The Walking Dead as a fandom. It might be a lie. There is a 90% chance it's a lie, because Georgia is very, very good to The Walking Dead fandom. Um, is an amazing city. I want to go to Dragon Con. I was invited to Dragon Con, and unfortunately this year it is not happening. But next year, if you get a chance, Dragon Con is the be-all and all for cosplay. So if you're really, really good at sewing or getting your life together, this is probably the best place to be. Now I know a lot of people say getting your life together and fandom are mutually exclusive, but those people do not understand fandom. This is true. So I don't know what Walking Dead would be. I'm not familiar with it enough. I've never watched it. I've never seen it. What smells like rotting corpse? And hopelessness. And the evil of humanity. My first Thomas. answer is Barolo, weirdly enough. Didn't we just do that for Supernatural? We did. Um, but it's not Barolo. Um, one of the reasons why Barolo came to mind is that one of the notes that you often get in Barolo is described as tar, which makes me think of roadways, which makes me think of walking on a hot day, which makes me think of walking dead. Um, and hopelessness, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I like Barolo. Um, I can't, again, say one thing or the other about The Walking Dead. I've never seen it. Catch up on Netflix. I know. I've, I've got so many things to do. Weep openly. 
Um. I'm gonna go with Carignan simply because it smells, sounds like Carignan. There you go. So that's a cop-out answer, and I'm well aware of that. So. But I other fandoms, one of the biggest ones that I follow, Elder Scrolls, specifically Skyrim. Love me some Skyrim. My friend Sue and I, I used to have a TV in which I played my Netflix, sorry, with my Xbox. But I have no space for it here in my wine loft. Apartment. Wine loft, hobbit hole, both are... So I've had to forego playing Skyrim, so I go occasionally about once or twice a month to Sedona, to hang out with my friend Sue, and we drink wine, we eat good food, we have fun, we nerd out. She actually wants to cosplay as the woman in, um, uh, Win not Winterhold, uh, Windhelm, that carries the basket of lavender and warns everyone about the butcher. She wants to cosplay as that character, actually. There you go. Um, so she's super in the Skyrim. I'm super in the Skyrim. So do you have an amulet of Mara yet? I do not have an amulet of Mara. I want one so that way I can turn it into a bolo tie. This I want a bolo tie of Amara of of Mara. I feel like I need to get this for you. That would be awesome. And just wait and see if anyone gets it. And I'm betting you, almost nobody will get it in the tasting room. My problem is I like to tell people I used to be a vlogger like you, and then I took an arrow. To <laughs> Fun fact Every blogger you talk to We all have day jobs Don't this let anyone tell you they don't have a day job This is true My day job, fortunately enough for me Involves my own industry that I write about So um, I joke that my day job Is the same as this job He does actually kind of Continue from one space to the next <clears throat> Living the dream. This is super, like, juicy fruit. Like, Jolly Rancher, Cherry Jolly Rancher, Strawberry Jolly Rancher, by the way. This one, I don't know if you've tasted it yet. I have. I don't really taste the Cherry Jolly Rancher, because that's mostly because I avoid Jolly Ranchers entirely. Oh. That sounds like a personal problem. Somebody was telling you there's evidently a website called FarmersOnly.com. Yes. <coughs> evidently they felt that that was the best place for me to go since I'm moving to Texas. Well, then. Well then. Um, Skyrim has a wine. Rich, deep, dark, complex, shades of gray, Tanat. And evidently cinnamon rolls too. Some Tanats have a little bit of cinnamon. No, it's making me the food in the game. I know, but I was taking that seriously. Because that's what I do. AKA Can that be your, like, official assassin name, Cody Killjoy Burkett? I suppose, but Vladimir does sound more badass. It does sound pretty badass. My like other big fandom when it comes to computer games, other than Elder Scrolls, specifically Skyrim, is, of course, Mass Effect, which I think is one of the best space operas ever. I'm so excited that you're talking about Mass Effect right now. Um, 
I still have not played 3. I know this makes me a horrible person, but I haven't had a system good enough to play it. Yes, I know there's a lot of divisiveness. Divisiveness. Is that word even said? I don't know. It's a word that I've only heard seen written, so Divisible? I came up. The point is, there's no. You either love or hate Mass Effect 3. And I've been told by some people who are rabid fans, never play Mass Effect 3. And I've been other, told by other people, like, you must play Mass Effect 3. And so, my plan is, if I ever get a system. Okay, so my next big purchase after the jaunt. Say anything more about that? I won't say anything more about that. It is um, after the jaunt is going to be a gaming system, so that way I'll have my laptop for Wine Monk stuff, and then I'll have the gaming computer sitting on my desk for gaming. And I have Mass Effect One, I have Mass Effect Two. I will finally be able to play Dragon Age, which yeah. I've bought and it's still sitting in its original wrapper. You'll also never be able to leave the apartment. It'll be like, I'm going to write about one, and then I'm going to play Mass Effect, and then I'm going to play Skyrim, and then I'm going to write about one, and then work, and then... And then I'm going to get emergency phone calls going, hey, we need you to get Cody out of his apartment. No, I'll have to go out of my apartment to work, because I like work. I love my work. Yeah, you have to be good job. I'm not going to lie. But it'll either be work, Skyrim, or writing about wine. I will, I will then officially have no time for a relationship. So ladies, get me now while you can. But it's true. <laughs> it's starting to sound like me. I talk about how my dating life is Angela's ashes. It's mostly, it's mostly dramatic, but there are parts that are funny. <laughs> and my sister is the better of the two. Like I don't. God rest you, Frank McCord. Oh. I used to tell people that when we play pool or bowling, I'm I'm terrible at both. But I would tell them it was going to be like Angela's ashes because it was funny. At least when I was doing it. And plus, they would come out ahead, so it was great. So what do you think about the Golden, of the uh, Lucky Prospector, rather? I like it, but that's also because this is more of my jam, you know. It, do, it does have a little bit of jam characteristics to it, to, again, be a killjoy. Um, but yeah. No, it's okay. I was kind of hoping you were going to pick up on that. You know, definitely jammy cherry, a little bit of blackberry, uh, watermelon Jolly Rancher. Um, it's it's an interesting, fun blend. Um, I'm not as familiar with Golden Rule as I am with most other wineries, mostly because um, they're located down in Wilcox, and I never get down to Wilcox to drink wine. You have the bottle open. I have a glass here. Let's make this happen. Because normally when I'm down to Wilcox, it's for work. Um, in fact, I'm going down this Wednesday, although God knows when this will be posted, so that'll be outdated information. Um, but... That's the only reason I'm open about Hotel Connor is because I will be gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I love them, really, in all honesty. There are a lot of places out here. I wanted to stay at Ghost Inn, but they were completely sold out. And I don't think I can stay at the Grand Jerome Hotel as amazing as they look. Is it, what are they, a former hospital? Yes. Hospitals and I They were the fourth well. hospital, which, of course... Oh, that reminds me of another fandom we need to talk to. Monty Python fandom. First hospital burned down, second hospital fell down, burned down, second to the swamp. Third hospital 
became actually a series of apartment buildings and then was abandoned. And the fourth hospital, the fourth hospital stood up. <laughs> so, do you... Which also describes the town of Jerome in a nutshell, which burned oh, down yeah. three times. But yeah. the fourth town stayed up. Although parts of it did slide down the hill there. Are you into horror video games at all? Have you ever done... Do you have a wine for Silent Hill, as I guess what <sighs> Or, uh, there are better ones. The only ostensibly horror game I ever played was Clive Barker's... I can't remember what the name of it was. Oh. But it was dark, brooding, involved a seaside castle. Guys, I gotta tell you, there's a game that I played at Scarrow Lake called Nevermind. I want to play that. I still haven't played it, it yet. It's amazing. Go to Nevermind. I believe it's Nevermind.com. Um, they are amazing. You basically are kind of assuming the role of a therapist and you are talking to one of your patients and initially they kind of give you some basic details about their lives but then you end up in their brainscape and you go through and you find different images to try and piece together what their problems are and try and solve it and i gotta tell you it is the creepiest game it feeds off of biofeedback so when you start getting stressed or freaked out by something like for example the level i played a young woman you could hear her screaming in the background as your blood pressure starts to go up a little bit, your pulse, the game is a little bit crazier, a little bit weirder, and a little bit more psycho. So it's here's amazing. my question about how the biofeedback works. Like, say if I'm playing it on my computer, how does it register? There's a little that? clip that comes with it, at least for the, when the gameplay ended at Scarlet, and it clips onto your earlobe. Well, what if I want to play it just online? Um, I'm not actually sure how that works yet. I haven't actually gone into that. They are on their second revamp. They did had an initial revamp, and they did another one, and it is... Beautiful, beautiful. There are a lot of really great things that are happening in horror gaming right now. Um, that, that's the difficult thing, because it's like we've, we've had the uh, Resident Evil and the um, Silent Hill. I, I can't watch the movie Silent Hill, which is actually kind of sad and hilarious. I can't walk by a cosplayer who is dressed as Pyramid Head without getting slightly freaked out. Um, God bless a series of my friends I have that are very into horror. Stephanie Hayslip being a main one who I love deeply and is now in Washington State. And uh, my friend Crystal who kind of walk me through the horror games sometimes. I'm a big old chicken unless I'm forced into a situation. Um, I can go through a horror maze. I just have to have somebody behind me slightly more afraid than I am. Hmm. Um. Hand holder. I will hold your hand. I will walk you through. Uh, um, if you want him, come and claim him kind of thing to quote Lord of the Rings well, the movie at least okay. but anyway uh, Mass Effect if it was a if it was a, I actually really would like to see that as a movie, I think that that's a game that could potentially translate well uh, my husband's, not my husband my cousin's <laughs> that would be weird if my cousin was my husband wow my uh, cousin's wife would love you forever um, but that being said, if it was a wine, again, it's very Lovecraftian in a lot of ways. So I'm going to go with Saparavi, also this eternal cycle and this age-old thing, this ancient thing. It's going to be Saparavi or a Saparavi Georgian-style heavy red blend, in my opinion. Possibly a Um but that's neither here nor there. Um, like I said, I haven't played really many horror games. The only game I can really play on my system that works right now is Mountain Blade, which is a sandbox, essentially. I refer to it as a first-person Spearman, um, because it has that option of being first-person near Spearman, and it's 
very open sandbox, and you can take a warband and lead it across and conquer places and blah, blah, blah. And a completely offshoot that has nothing to do with what anything you're talking about, I'm sorry. Have you ever played Portal? That is on my list of games to play, believe it or not. But I'm familiar enough Incredible. watching playthroughs of Portal to hazard a guess as to what line it is, and this is going to be shocking. Portal is Sauvignon Blanc. Really? Yes. This Sauvignon Blanc has many different facets that most people don't aware about, aren't aware about, rather. Um, not only do you have the bright, fruity Sauvignon Blancs that you get all of the time in New Zealand are very popular right now, but you have the dark, well, not dark, but the heavier, more serious, and I know more serious is kind of a weird term to use for wine, but I feel like they're more serious, more grave. Sauvignon Blancs coming out of France, and also Arizona, and then you also have Sauternes, which is a late harvest Sauvignon Blanc made from... It, the whole reason that you make it is from something called botrytis or noble rot. Where some of the grapes get this fungus on it that wicks away all the moisture, leaves on the sugars, and ferment it, and it gets this really creamy, rich, big-like character that just holds up well even against a cigar. Notice Death Girl loves noble rot as a concept. That actually would be also a great name for a metal band. I'll sing the pretty backbeats. You can do it with screaming. Sauternes! Anyway. I think at some point in time we're going to just put together a list of the names of bands that come up this whole week. Don't hold me on that because I'm terrible at follow through. And I also can't remember half the ones we came up with. He has ADHD to the max, my friends. What were you saying? I wasn't paying attention. Yes, but what was Grapes has a uh, happy hour for like $6. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Monday through Friday, $6 for a giant glass of wine and the waitresses are nice. Yep. Five to close. I don't know why I'm giving a shout out to all these people. Mostly, I think, because I want to go in there and hope that they love me forever. Yes. And the thing is, not very many locals listen to this podcast that I'm aware of. I could be wrong. Um, so if you're a tourist like me, and you interested in Jerome, uh, listen to this podcast and get information. By the way, the ghost tour company that we went with was Ghost Town Tours. They're located a door away, well, two doors away, from Passion Cellars and Echo Canyon, which is where I work. Get Scott or Shane if you can. And they're incredible, and they're both really genuinely nice people. And I got to drink with Scott, so that was even Yes. Scott is fun. Scott, like me, is a former seminary dropout. That's why they're so much fun, ladies and gentlemen. You can believe in God have a great time. It'd still be pretty cool. Yep. Are you going to get the hoop back? No, I'm never going to get the hookah back. Give me! Yay! You have another thing on the other side, which just get you another hookah pipe. Whole thing. No. What is it called? The hose? Hose. There we go. Is Yeah, you would know hose. Excuse me? <laughs> Just because I live in a town filled with former brothels, that's discrimination. Do you know how bad I wish that the uh, Cuban Queen Wardella was in better shape so I could buy it and make it a house? That would be awesome. Oh my gosh. Ghosts, I love you people. I'm good. I'm good. Demons were not cool. Get the GTFO. Um, call, the, call the Winchesters. Uh, I would like to call the Winchesters. 
You and every other woman. The Winchesters are one of the reasons why I'm single, because I will never be good enough to compare with them. But you're not big on credit card fraud? <laughs> uh, yeah. Who would be? Um, they are really good at it. Um, yeah, that's the one thing that's bothered me about Supernatural since after about season three. You're like, how many credit card fraud scams can you get before the U.S. government figures it out? I mean, if you work in the government and you don't follow that shit, prove me wrong, folks. Or as The Simpsons says, as The Simpsons say, prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. That's another fandom I need to talk about in terms of wines. Now, I've seen a lot of The Simpsons only once. Because they're not on Netflix, I don't get a chance to rewatch them because I don't own the DVDs and because I don't... I, I try to be a good boy and I don't always torrent everything. I really try. Um, I know this makes me, like, old-fashioned in terms of internet generations, but, you know, there you have it. Watch a girl to the door and his lights and he doesn't torrent ladies. True that. Um... The Simpsons is so freaking weird. I, I'm not even sure I can really even pick out a single grape or a single style of wine for well, them. It's so much parody on everything else. Yeah. But it's been around forever. This so I feel like I, I... I'm only slightly older than The Simpsons, and that disturbs me a little bit. This is going to be a horrible answer, and everyone's going to hate me for it. Yes. The Simpsons are a jug wine. The reason why, or... Actually, no, they're not a chug wine because they're good. They're a field blend of whatever the fuck you have growing in your vineyard left over after you've made your wines for that year and you have, like, three gallons of Syrah and five gallons of Malvasia and ten gallons of Tanat. You just throw it all together and say, Field blend! Um... The best example of that I've had was from one of the first vintages. It was made by Pig Springs um, and Glomsky and Michael Pierce. Um, it was under the Pig Springs label. It was named for Dan Pierce's mustache, so it was called the Flavor Saver. <laughs> Love you, Dan Pierce. You are one of the best farmers in Arizona, by the way. If you ever in the beard and mustache competition, let me know. I have people. Yes. His mustache is epic. It is glorious. Um <laughs> But it was named after his mustache, and it said that on the label. By the way, if you ever want a really good time, go to a beard and mustache competition. After the competition starts, you will just see a field full of women. We are what you call the beard widows. I've only been as a um, accompaniment to a dear friend of mine who works for a video game company, who won second place for his Amish-style beard a few years ago. Um, incredible. Incredible, incredible time. Um, you can get a hot toddy full of liquor at 8 in the morning. Not that you really need to know that. Um, but it is it is quite a fun festival. And you will see a million people with, like, beard-related skirts and things like, and bows and just... I have seen in the Orthodox Church women wearing headscarves with mustaches, by the way. Like, mustaches on the headscarf. His Orthodox Church is so fun. I haven't, I haven't been there yet. I've been to a couple Orthodox churches. And i got to tell you, 
it is the full experience, um, especially growing up as a Lutheran and going to, you know, get some basics, you do your communion, you do your, your service, and then going into a church where it's like, we have bells, and we have incense, and we're going to chant for you, and you're like, this, this is an experience. I understand why the Orthodox Church has such a beautiful draw, not to mention just hundreds of, near thousands of years of history. Oh yeah, we're the oldest, oldest Christian church, woo! Schism? The Catholics broke from us. I like how you like to believe that the Catholics got the other half of the divorce. They really did. And then they came over to try and take the rest of the half. Thank you, 1204! Fuck you. He knows 1204, I know 1066. This is what happens when you enter in different areas of history. Oh, 1066 was uh, kind of an asshole-ish time period in and of itself, too. Thank you, William the Bastard. Well, you can call him the Conqueror, but he was still a bastard. Yeah, he's like Conqueror. Um, yeah. Well, then. Oh, also, side note. If you're ever in England and you're at the Tower of London and you want to do the Ceremony of the Keys, they now have an online version you can do. I'm just going to let you know, before what you had to do was you had to get a special form of postage and send something out to them and get them to do it. But they had this beautiful period in 2013 where they called it the Period of Goodwill where you could send in a letter saying, I would really like tickets to come see the Ceremony of the Keys, which is phenomenal. The Ceremony of the Keys, and they would give it to you. Um, the Ceremony of the Keys is a closing ceremony that they do every single night at the Tower of London since the founding, where they lock everything up. They will let tourists out through a small door. But they, the only time that there has ever been a break was during the Blitz, where a bomb landed right during the middle of the ceremony. Everybody got up, dusted themselves off, continued with the ceremony in true British fashion, then wrote a letter to the king apologizing for the slight delay. The king sent them a letter back that said, just don't ever do it again. And they continued on. This is English culture, and it is Parodied, by the way, in one of the Discworld books as the Archchancellor's Keys. Seriously. Beautiful, beautiful culture. You, L London is wonderful. Keep all of your belongings very, very close to you so no one can take them. But it's not as bad as, say, San Francisco in the middle of the summer. Um, it's worth it. It, it. London is worth it. London is always worth it. The Globe Theater is worth it. Um, you can go to the tiniest little art cafes and weirdest things ever, and London is worth it. Um, a lot of this I say because I studied in Scotland, and which is hilarious because you know normally I'd be like, "Damn the English!" But um, the Isles—you have to go to the Isles if you have a chance. Like right now, my whole big thing is. Um, First of all, I, I, I miss Scotland so much. I miss the island of Mull, which is beautiful. Um, the Isle of Skye is going to be the, the most well-known. If you can go to Iona instead, go to Iona. Iona is the site of a long history of Celtic monasticism, oh, by the way. And it's beautiful. Which Celtic monasticism is Orthodox monasticism, BT dubs. By the way, it's Grishism, Grishism, Grishism. 
we'll get there and the shores are clear and beautiful and the people are lovely and actually quite kind to tourists. Um, you will walk through their cathedral and inside it, there is one of the eaves, the face of a screaming man who looks like he's tormented. Because as uh, our tour guide told us, sometimes the monks would get bored and you needed to have something to look at during liturgy. Um, it is incredible. You have this combination of just beautiful Christianity and beautiful Viking culture. Go to the island of Mole as well. Walk around, look at things. Go out to the clearance villages. You will see these ruins that have been completely filled with pieces of heather. It is, it, I mean, at the site, it, it's horrible because a lot of these people were taken from their land because it was so much easier to raise sheep and make a profit, and they came to the U.S., um, but it's always, it's, it's always worth visiting. It's always worth standing there remembering the culture that has been lost, and I don't know. It, On it, that it, note of cultures that have been lost, what was your opinion of Montezuma Well today? Montezuma Well was beautiful. Um, what was very cool is we didn't go to Montezuma Castle, we went down to Montezuma Mall itself. And inside there are two different ruins that you can go visit. Um, I forget what the second one was called. It starts with an S. Swallow Ruins. Swallow Ruins. Um, if you go through there, there is an area that's very dark in the back corner. And I didn't see it at first until I went to take a picture and my phone actually picked it up, other than I did. Um, but you can see just these areas where people were living and, and having their, their total life. And a lot of times I wonder what will happen after we're gone. If and that's one of the reasons, by the way, why I love Jerome. is because there are ruins here everywhere. And it reminds me constantly, life is transient. Life is transient. The situation that you're in is always transient. This too shall pass. This is the part of the podcast where we get super poetic. Because we've had some red wine. Yes. We're poets and we actually entirely know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a I'm a poet and I didn't know it. We, we No, we're felt we're we're well aware. And we apologize on a daily basis. A lot of that I believe is my Scottish nature. I get very loud and I drink a lot, and then I apologize to everyone. Which is also Canadian. Canadians are awesome. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Canadians, please tip when you're in the U.S. Okay, so tipping is not a thing in the U.K. You don't really tip. You well, eat. that's because they're the servers and everyone's paid more. It's a beautiful thing. This um, is also true, I think, in Canada as well. In pubs, it's kind of amazing. If you leave a tip, they look at you like you're fucking crazy. Um, but they appreciate it. Um, they can always tell you're American. That's not that's not a bad thing. Um, in Scotland, at least, when I was there in 2013, they didn't hate Americans. So I'm going to give you that right there. Um, you hear a lot about traveling abroad and everyone hating the U.S. Don't be a dick. Nobody will hate you. It's very easy. You go, you're polite, you're kind, you are interested in your surroundings. Nobody's going to hate you. Now, if you show up and you were carrying a gun... Um, and waving an American flag around as a cape, running around like a demented Uncle Sam. That that might be an issue. But uh, for the majority, Europe doesn't hate us as individuals. 
Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to say a bad word about America, because I am very blessed to be a citizen of America. And I will always, the United States of America is my home. Shout home. out to the NSA, who's now listening to this podcast. Of course they are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I'm, I'm very blessed to be where I'm from and to be able BD to... BD-dubs NSA, if you want a good wine pairing, you now also know my email, so just email me and get it over. No, but now I, I want to know what would the pairing for the NSA be. By the way, the NSA has the coolest museum you're not supposed to know about. They do? I did an amazing thing when I was in high school called the National Youth Leadership Forum. It was very hurt that I didn't get to go to Quantico, by the way. I wanted to be a behavioral scientist um, FBI agent. And unfortunately, really the only way to, at that point in time to get in was if somebody died. Also, kids, don't watch a lot of X-Files and think Silence of the Lambs is real. Thomas Harris is amazing. Don't think Silence of the Lambs is real. Um, but we went to the NSA headquarters, and heartbreakingly, this was after um, the, uh, the crash at the Pentagon. And they had an a, a, uh, area set up as remembrance. And it's very hard to walk into a place where they've had such a tragedy and not feel it. And you should always feel it. You should always love on those people that have been lost. Um, what was very cool is the NSA had a whole area set up for, especially the younger generation that were, were coming through, to see what, you know, what they really stood for and what they, they believed. Um, I kind of, and, and this, is, this is a bias, so I will say this out front. Um, I think the NSA gets a really bad rap. They do what they're told to do. Um, and this is not a, a Nazi, I did what I was told to do kind of way. This is a, we're trying to keep the border safe in that way. And I get that. Um, they're, they're genuinely good people. And that's something you have to understand about American government. I hope you edit all of this out, by the way. Um, <laughs> gen- genuinely, I don't think anyone but politicians are out for their own evil. No, I, I agree. Politician. I can't remember which crown prince of the Holy Roman Empire. Not sorry, not Holy Roman Empire. The Austro-Hungarian Empire. Everything is Holy Roman Emperor too. No, no it's not. Um, he said someone asked him what his job was, and he answered, "My job is to protect people from the politicians," and that's kind of why I have monarchical leanings because. A monarch has the opportunity, if he's, he or she so chooses, to follow justice and righteousness versus whoever's paying him the most money, like an oligarchy, which is what I feel the American political system as a whole, at least in terms of Congress and the Senate, possibly the presidency. I don't think the Supreme Aww. Court is in, the, in on this. Um, is now. It's more of an oligarchic state, in I my opinion. I have a question for you. What wine is Donald Trump? Or is he doesn't even, is he even qualified? Donald Trump is white Zinfandel! <laughs> Donald Trump is white Zinfandel! Donald Trump is white and Zinfandel! I said that three times, which makes it true in the orthodox sense. <laughs> so, we know where Cody lies. He's not voting for Trump. Oh, fuck no! I would rather take Hillary Clinton over Trump. Oh. So I have a question for you. Well, my heart lies with her. 
His heart lies with Bernie, guys. Bernie, if you win and you need a White House psalm, even though I'm not a true sommelier, I can give you some great recommendations for Arizona wine. So, if you listen to what you want. Please do something about student loans, for the love of God. My student loan debt is crippling me from doing me, from letting me do what I want to do, which is eventually start my own vineyard. I feel like I can't do that because I can't take out additional loans because of the crippling debt I already have. Mo money, mo problems. Exactly. <laughs> Although in my case, it's less money, mo problems. But, so. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Is there another political candidate that you would give a shout out to as a wine? Does Bernie have a wine? Because we know he's not white Zinfandel. He's not white Zinfandel. He's hopeful. I, I'm mildly hopeful about him. So um, is he a Malvasia? He's not Malvasia. Malvasia. There we Malvasia go. Malvasia is always wow, feminine, by the way. Me. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, for me, Malvasia is always feminine. I have really a hard, a hard time uh, figuring out gender politics as you may have noticed. Uh, I mostly just don't. I just say, you're human, and then Yeah, you're... That's, that's usually me too. I'm like, you're cool. Let's be friends. I don't really care how you identify. Um, if I had to pin down, I suppose Bernie Sanders would be... Uh, that's a very good question. He's gonna think through this, folks. He's not Bordeaux. He's not a Bordeaux grape. He's not a Rhone. I'm still currently he's not in a the, German uh, grape. Let me know when a, a candidate wakes up that I want to talk to. Yeah. Although there's one, uh, not Kucinich. That's his name. No, there's one guy in who was in the Republican debate that looked like John Noble. Oh, so yeah. I had a really hard time not being like, I can't be mad at Walter Bishop. Speaking of which, do we have one for Fringe? Oh, shit. I forgot about Fringe. Okay, so just so all of you on podcast land know, I'm going to New York Comic Con next, or not next week. Wow, that maybe when you put this podcast up. Um, and I'll be sooner I'm going to New York Comic Con in October. It'll be sooner than October, rather. And I deeply, deeply love Fringe to the point it is. That's why I'm going to Penn Station and Union Station. Not Union Station. Grand Central? Grand Central, yeah. Grand Central. Union is where I live. Um, Grand Central Station. I, I want to go to these places and I'm just going, but that's, that's where they were in Fringe. Um, because I have limited <laughs> measures of excitement. Now, also, uh, Morbid Anatomy Museum, I deeply want to go to in Brooklyn. Um, Fringe is Petite Syrah, by the way. I'm still working on what Bernie Sanders is. Why is, why is Fringe Petite Syrah? Because it has a short finish. Mmm. Sad heart. Sad heart. Yeah. I have a friend who has the... Petite uh, Syrah is great, but one of the drawbacks to Petite Syrah is that it has a very short finish. Um, a lot of other tannic grapes or dark red grapes have finishes that will last up to 20 seconds, 30 seconds. I've had some that even lasted up to a minute, where I'm like, okay, my ADHD is taking over. Where was I now? Oh, okay, this thing's been going on for a minute. What? Okay. Um, but it has a but Petite Syrah has a very short finish. Um, 
I have a friend who has tried to make fringe a little bit more permanent by getting a white tulip tattoo on his forearm, and I gotta say it's beautiful. And all of you who know that why is I'm my crying. favorite episode, by the way, white tulip, because it's poignant and sad but beautiful. What he doesn't realize is that I'm currently tearing up and leaning into the corner. Because you made that episode, or no? Because I love fringe. Oh, I, do not get me wrong. I love Fringe. I love Fringe. That is a show I got into when I was in seminary because someone's like, hey, I got this on DVD. Let's watch it. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, hello. I need all of this. I need all of this right now. I need all this. We literally binged on it for two days during midterms and some people's midterm stuff. <laughs> I didn't because I'm weird. Well, except for dogmatics, but I sucked at dogmatics. But that's really there. I had an amazing roommate named Nikki. We were yeah, Nikki, hi. Um, and we would watch Fringe, and that would just be our Friday night. And there was a whole part where the, we commented, I've always wanted a two-headed goat, which is a Walter Bishop line. And it ended up becoming a few years later, because the wonder of Facebook flashbacks, I got tagged in a post going, I remember this. I miss watching Fringe. <gasps> Speaking of which, Archer. Because, OK, a picture oh, just showed up on his computer of Archer. What is Archer in Okay, I still haven't figured out what Bernie Sanders is. I know he's a white wine. He's not Malvasia. He's not Viennier. He's not Chardonnay. He's not Averino. He's not Valentina. Don't tell me Bernie Sanders is the white wine, because then I can't vote for him. By the way, I... You haven't had enough white wines. That's your problem. I am completely problem. undecided on this next political thing. Um, I have a very Republican family. I have also members of the family who are very Democratic. I am a registered independent myself, and like I said, I'm ostensibly a monarchist more than anything else. Um, and fixing his button because it's driving me crazy. Sorry. So I, I have voted for Republicans in the past. I have voted for Democrats in the past. I have voted for independents in the past. My political leanings are more towards who do I think can actually do the better job. Which is... Uh, so I'm not in any political party, so to speak. That being said, I honestly think that Donald Trump will not be a good thing. Oh, no, he's going to be a terrible thing. He's, um, he's there for the media. It would be a glorious, glorious train wreck. So if he gets elected, I will sit at the edge of my seat and pop all of the popcorn. Um, but I am not going to vote for him. Um, as, as a voter, long-time voter, slash not really that long, always research, always look up. There's amazing things, and I know this is going to make me sound like a leftist crazy person, but always check out NPR. They, um... I miss the Daily Show. It was the only way where I could get actual, honest news. There are other ways to get it. BBC My, is the other way, oh, which BBC. I sometimes use. So, when they had the political debates for the Republican Party, the first debate that they had, Isle of Sky, or Sky, sorry, Sky News, not Eyes of Isle of Sky, Sky News did a whole segment where they were live broadcasting the debates, which is phenomenal, until how about three quarters of the way through where Fox News went, oh wait, we own 39% of them, we should make them stop. Also, from a friend of mine who um, is from the UK, they are not allowed to just put up random BS statements as they feel fit. They actually have to be able to back them up. So they pulled up the feed very, very quickly. Um, this isn't a comment on the Republican Party. There are certain members of the Republican Party I, mild, I majorly respect. There are certain members of the Democratic Party I respect like crazy. Um, you have to be able to back up your thought in the UK. And I think that that is wonderful. 
as something that we desperately need in the United States. Yeah. At the risk of being completely political. Something Fangirl Nation strives to be. We try not to be political because we don't want to make you make up your mind. I think, especially as a woman in, in nerddom and stuff, you should be able to research and figure it out. He yourself. may actually be like you. He may be Marson Rousson. Who? Bernie. Oh, as long as it's not Trump, we're good. No. Oh, God, no. Like I already <laughs> said, Trump is white Zen. I know. He's horribly fashioned, horrible, no good. We're not talking about Bernie, by the way. Yeah, Donald Trump is 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 white Zen. Um, Bernie Trump, I think, is Marcel Rousseau. Bernie Trump? Ber- Did you just call him Bernie no, Trump? No, I said Bernie Sanders. Bernie I Sanders. We'll repeat that. I'm so confused. The point is, Bernie Sanders is a Rhone blend from France, Morson Rousson Grenache Blanc. I, I think that's my feeling on him. Going back to Archer, um, Zinfandel, if only because Zinfandel's usually... No, 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 no. Is no, this no. how you get ants? <laughs> um... Things you don't want to know, I dressed up Sher- as Charlene. Um, I regret nothing. It was worth it. I've also made a pitcher full of melon balls, which I've given to an entire party of people. I, I, I jokingly say Zinfandel, the reason being because Zinfandel historically has the highest alcohol content. <laughs> which would be Archer to be Which would be Archer the character himself. Um, because... If he stopped drinking, the collective hangover would literally kill him. I, I do have to give a shout out to the Archer writers for just knowing the all the different grammar. fandoms. They know fandoms. They also know grammar and, to a T. And like, it's hilarious when, in the middle of a dogfight, is dogfight the right word? Firefight. Firefight is the right word. Dogfight. Dogfight is planes. Were there planes? Yeah. They're not. Well, there are planes in some episodes. Um, but he'll, Archer will just correct people. It's like, like, do you know what an idiom even is? Yeah, it's a colloquial euphemism. Or whatever he said. And it's like, oh, okay, you know. One of my favorite moments is where he's discussing Animal Farm and people think that he actually expects to see animals and he explains what Animal Farm by George Orwell actually is. <laughs> also, side note, there is a scene where Pam has a poem on her back. It's tattooed, and it's uh, from Lord Byron. And it's beautiful. And Pam is my spirit animal. <laughs> Although, sometimes it's a combination of Pam and Cheryl, which is terrifying. I'm going to promise you that right now. <laughs> um, no, but more seriously, Archer as a fandom. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing in my head the clip, uh, the the Star Wars Archer meme, which was the Star Destroyer sitting in the desert, and then underneath was Archer going, do you want Jawas? This is how you get Jawas, Lana. Oh, they had a beautiful thing for San Diego Comic-Con with, uh, they had Pam come out as one of the main characters from, um, Mad Max, most recently. Oh, I want to see that movie. And it was beautiful and she sprayed herself with the Wilton uh, silver cream stuff on things and was talking she didn't talk about how she was shiny and chrome but oh my gosh people 
Yes. Um, I have a hard time lately. I haven't seen the film, which is very sad, but I have a lot of friends. So we've been walking around and I, I have to not yell, witness me. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, I was visiting some, some family in Texas and they had a theater and the only two movies they had was Pitch Perfect 2, which is amazing, by the way. Verdelu. Archer's Verdelu, because Verdelu is one of the main grapes of Madeira, which is a style of wine that's purposely oxidized to get a nutty characteristic, and Archer is definitely very nutty. I don't interrupt him. No, Sorry. No, 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 but Mad Max was the other one. But yes, no, so it's a Verdelu? How do you say it? Verdelu. Verdelu. It's spelled V-E-R-D-E-H-L-O. It's said weird because it's Portuguese. Awesome. Portuguese is awesome and weird and very strong. It is. Uh, I, my first thought process was port, and I'm like, no, Madeira. Verdelu. Yeah, that, that works. Anyway. I have a Verdelu from Chateau Tumbleweed that I helped bottle. It is a wine that has not been released yet, so that's why I've not drunk it, because I want to wait until it's released in the tasting room. Then I can drink it and review it. He, he loves him some tumbleweed. Love the tumbleweeds. Hey, hey, where are the tumbleweeds? Anyway. I haven't seen any tumbleweeds in town yet. I've been looking for them now. It's because they don't grow up this high in elevation. Um, the tumbleweeds are more on the valley floor. I have a game, by the way, that I like to play. Whenever tumbleweeds are going across the road, I like to hit them, and however the size of the tumbleweed is, how many point values they are. Oh so a larger tumbleweed is more points. And there are times I've hit 100 pointers. Is this like Death Race, two, Death Race 2000? Yes, except with tumbleweeds. Have you ever seen Death Race? Yes, I have. The original, not the remake? Uh, yeah. With Stallone? Yeah. And Carity? Yeah. This is why he and I are friends, you guys. I have seen many weird things. Side note, you all must see the wonderful piece of Verde Valley cinema made in the Verde Valley called Kingdom of the Spiders, which has William Shatner as one of the main characters. You were and telling me! Yes, I was telling you about this. Now, what I like to do whenever I see that movie is pretend it's in an alternate universe where Kirk has been somehow disbarred and exiled to be a rancher veterinarian in the Verde Valley. And he's faced with the spider invasion. So, so it's really funny to imagine Kirk dealing with this, of the character's Kirk. But anyway. I haven't seen it yet. Does he space everything out when he's talking? Sometimes. Quite often, actually. He is, um... Boston Legal is another one thing, but I don't know if Boston Legal actually has a fandom. Um, why can't I think of the other guy who was in that? Uh, Spader. This Ultron? Is, this is the part where I should unfortunately mention I had a thing for James Spader for a while because of the movie The Secretary. Ah. Well. Well. Maggie Gyllenhaal as... Yeah. Anyway. She's cute, but that's neither here nor there. She is cute. Um, I think she gets a bad rap because people like to be like, oh, well, she's not really that attractive. I'm like, come on. Did you look at yourself in the mirror this morning? I'm sorry, but if she was here sitting with us, I would totally awkwardly hit on her. Please awkwardly hit. I would awkwardly hit on her. But that's, again, neither here nor there. Um. We should probably close this. Dang it. Um, I was part two. <laughs> this has been part two. Part two. Due. Due. I don't know. I don't speak French. I speak very, very crappy Spanish as we figured out last night. 
Yes, I guess. I don't know. My Spanish is so atrocious that when I was in Mexico years ago, I used Latin to get around because my Latin was better than my Spanish. I got very many funny looks, I but said, I managed to make myself largely understood. I say lo siento a lot. Lo siento, mi amigo. I'm sorry, my friends? Is that what that means? Si, senor. I took high school Spanish, and college Spanish, and I apologize. I can't think of any other fandoms off the top of my head. That I'm a member of, anyway. I'm familiar so with. So many. What? So many. I know. We uh, can't think of your fandom. It's nothing personal. We did crouch it. I'm now looking at my bookshelf. He is actually. Ah, uh, we did Dune. Did we decide on a whole? I don't know if we decided. Wine for Dune? Oh yeah, Gigonzas because yeah. of spice. I don't. I think we chickened out of Lord of the Rings though. Oh no! I thought I said no. Maybe we did. Well, are we to, like Peter Jackson? Out? We'll just do three. I can't remember if I answered it or not. That was like an hour ago. Um. Side note, if something was an hour ago, we probably don't remember it. This is true. So, if I said it, I'm sorry, but I think, um, Lord of the Rings is a Valpolicella Riposo. No! I did have an answer for Lord of the Rings, and I said it, and I can't remember what it was now. Shit. Um, in the words of Moriarty, because so it was changeable! Oh, fuck Sherlock! How did we forget Sherlock? We talked Sherlock, and I got to talk about my, my deep, deep love for uh, Irene Adler. But I don't think I ever answered it for a while. Love Irene Adler. Oh, um, shit. Um. By the way, it's really, really fun when somebody is being an ass to you to go, I will burn you. I will burn the heart out of you. Um, it's also really fun to say, if you have what I want, I will make you very rich. But if you don't, I will turn you into shoes. <laughs> I was in a pub, the King something or other in England, in London, and a buddy of mine looks at me and goes, "Do you like Sherlock?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Oh, Moriarty just walked out of the pub." And I'm like, "I gotta go." And he goes, "Honey, he's not playing for your team." <laughs> um, because I have to tell you right now, British people are some of the best people in the world. Scottish people even more so. I feel like Irish people. Yes, that's right. I said the friends. one stone Syrah was uh, Lord of the Rings because it was so complex and so much, and you can get something out of it every time you drink it. See, he remembered it. I didn't. Uh, um, but Sherlock, on the other hand, this may be the one we close with because because he wants to stop recording. I want to stop recording, and that way we can just drink uh, and not have to worry about what we're saying, and we can be politically incorrect. He said it. I didn't. Um, sup, yo. Um, yeah, I don't, that way I can talk without pissing anybody off more than I probably already have. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Cody. I love everybody, but there are some people I love less, but that is also true. Fandoms, mostly. I think with a fandom, you pick the people that you want to be with the most. This is true. Especially conventions, it's like... If you are a brown coat, you are a brown coat through and oh, through. Sorry, I'm being but you are 
What did I say serenity was? was? Nothing. You're usually okay with the 501st, which are incredible human beings, by the way. Um, and then you can immediately walk over to the, the new group of Marvel folks. Um, I love my Loki friends. I love you very much. Um, do you have one for Loki? That's a very good question, actually. Or are we just going to change every five seconds? Yes. Apparently. So Loki and Moriarty are like the same level here. Loki slash Moriarty. I don't want to think about that combination because my loins are not prepared. <laughs> we are not talking about writing slash. Thank okay, you very so much. I love me some Tom Hiddleston, but I'm not going to sit here right now and say that he's my favorite actor of all time. But he and Coriolanus was incredible. If you ever get a chance to see that recording. But anyway. It, uh, they, they did a couple tours of the, the video of it. It's incredible. Um, so if you can get a copy of it, it's wonderful. Also, David Tennant is Hamlet. I did see that. That was amazing. Oh, it's really good. And I wanted to hate it, but I loved it. Um, Hamlet is my favorite Shakespearean play, actually. Hamlet is what got me through depression. Which sounds really weird, because it is a very morbid and sad play. Okay, yeah, thank you. I'm um, just kidding. Also, as a shout-out, if you ever get a chance to read anything by the Pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood, um, the Rossettis, um, I mean, you have Dante Gabriel Rossetti, um, you also have Christina Rossetti, who is very underrated. Goblin Market is an incredible poem. Um, and kind of on the outskirts of it, Swinburne, um, especially for atheist listeners, you're not really on the religion, Swinburne is amazing. If you are on religion, you can still love him too. I, I'm a Lutheran and I quite enjoyed his work. Swinburne held himself up in a estate with one of his friends for a long time because he has having issues with um, alcohol. And he would tell his friend constantly, I need to go into town and have one pint. That was his thing, one pint. He would get in trouble because he would go to the, um, local brothels that kind of dealt with more of the punishment end of things. And at one point in time, according to one of my professors, a um, lady of the evening came towards the estate one evening and knocked on the door and said, hey, um, I need you to let Algy know that fighting simply will not do. So Charles Algernon Swinburne is one of my favorite poets. Him, Rosetti, um, I unfortunately am the spitting image of Lizzie Siddle, which was very, very frightening to a, an entire class of undergraduates when the teacher pulled up an image of her and uh, I had about four people look over and go, holy moly. Um, her grave is not the easiest one to get to at Highgate Cemetery, but if you have an amazing tour guide like we had with Samantha, um, go see her. It's worth it. It's a little bit of a trek, it's worth it. I'm still not sure about Loki or Moriarty, but I think the fandom for Sherlock as a whole is a Valpolicella Rapasso. Dark, broody, but a little bit sweet and bittersweet. Fun. Ages really well. Ages really well being Which is the you know, it's a fandom that's one of the oldest, if not the oldest. One of my favorite wines that I ever drank was a two thousand and four a Valpolicella the Rapasso Classico uh, from 2004 from Bertani. And my notes were like, all this rich complexity and 
all these long, big words about taste in the profile. The woman who was tasting next to me wrote, tastes like sex, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I looked at her notes after, and I'm like, yeah, you really worded that a lot more succinctly than I did. <laughs> <laughs> now, as for, oh, that's another one we should talk about. Shit, we keep running into that. After that one, that'll be the last one. Okay. Um, I think Moriarty and Loki, Trickster Grapes, Pinot Noir. Um, if you are a fan of Steve Rule, thank you, YouTube and uh, Cartoon Network. Watch the uh, special segment on wine. Oh, God. <laughs> I made Cody watch this, and I, I kind of feel bad for it. Um, wine with Vampire Rumors? Orgies. orgies! Orgies are no fun if no one wants to do it with you. And that's all she wrote! This is being noir! You're supposed to spit it out. No way, Jose! This tastes like fruit! <laughs> what, what is his last name? O'Reilly? It'll come to me later. Anyway. Anyway. That's all she wrote. Well, speaking of one last fandom, or rather one last Ooh, author, Patrick Rothfuss from the oh. King Killer Chronicles. Ooh. One of, I think, the best fantasy series of the 21st century so far. Yes, it's only, it's less than 20 years in, but he was the first fantasy author I'd read since Tolkien that just made me go, holy shit. He is here. Quothe, the main character, and the series as a whole, is to not. Dark, brooding, complex, sad but beautiful, and glorious. Dude, I want to do beef for Rendetta, but we don't have time. Uh, verbosity, vociferousness. I'm trying to say we're really good at big words, but I can't think of how to do it in all these. Uh, which is perhaps... I'm currently prepared to do the entire V speech. No, anyway. Uh, v for Vendetta. Da, 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 da. Why am I doing Vendetta? Yeah, By the way, Alan Moore writes like an 80-page script for a 20-page comic. Um, Neil Gaiman writes a 60-page script for a 20-page comic. Everybody else writes a 20-page script for a 20-page comic. That's how much detail you which is why usually Alan Moore just gratefully accepts the check and doesn't watch the film. Yep. I wouldn't blame him one bit. Fuck. That could also lead to Watchmen. I heard, uh, I heard that there are rumors of a remake of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I heard of this, and I heard it's going to focus on more of the women characters in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which is not hard, because Mina Murray was a main character. Although the, the film was terrible. Um, that seems to be a theme with when Stuart Townsend was involved. Sorry, Anne Rice, for everything that happened with Queen of the Dam. The only reason I paid the ticket price is because Fishnet and Mother. Sorry. Penny Dreadful is incredible, by the way. If you're not already watching that. I'm, I have not been. Shit, there's another fandom we could go into. Anne Rice. Twilight is White Zen! Donald Trump and Twilight are White Zen. Yes. <sighs> I don't want to ask what the Kardashians are. Um marginally better than what I said. Are the Kardashians going to spit into the bucket after? Sure. Sure, why not? 
Are we the ex of this podcast with the like um, eighteen twelve overture? Sure, why not? We're not going to explode the old Bailey because we are currently in Arizona. And we're not going to explode anything in drum cast. Don't break Jerome. Exactly. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we bid you adieu for the second time. This is Cody and Victoria signing off.